Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. People are kind of happy with what they've seen from Nick Ritchie, or at least he's kind of turning some heads, um, which is good. Uh, he was the player I really liked, like shitting on. So I, I, I mean, I like for the team. I hope he does good, but also it's like, eh, how about I can just shit on you? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I tweeted this out, but like that first game um, when he scored. You know, my first reaction was yes, and then it immediately cut to Nick Ritchie, and I went no. <laughs> um, it was just you know, I was happy the Bruins scored, but you know, I was like, oh come on, now people are gonna that bought him a couple extra games. everybody welcome to episode 14 season 2 of Bruise and Bruins my name is Drew Johnson I am here with Cam Hasbrook once again he's back how you doing Cam yes uh, first of all I just want to uh, offer a uh, apology and, and and we are recording this on inauguration day so in the spirit of reaching across the aisle uh, an offer of reconciliation for everyone who was excited that you know I had been fired off the podcast um Truth is, I just forgot to log in for a couple weeks in a row here, and uh, now I'm back. So I think I only missed two episodes, actually, but um, it's good to be back. So cheers, and and hopefully, uh, you know, we can get another week or two in before uh, the, the masses try to send me out of here again. Uh, for sure, for sure. So yes, this is the Bruins and Bruins podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network podcast, presented by Bruins Die Hard, sponsored by Save More Spirits and DraftKings. Cam, Save More Spirits have anything to say? They certainly do. This episode is sponsored by Save More Spirits. You can check them out for all of your beer, wine, and liquor needs. They have all of the macro brews as well as a healthy offering of local beers and craft beers from Getware all over. Locations include Somerville, Medford, Cambridge, or Malden. If you want to learn more about them, you can check them out at SaveMoreSpirits.com. Also, look, we're in the middle of a pandemic still. You know, There's a lot of stuff going on. You may not want to drive out to the liquor store. Don't worry. We've got options for you there, too. Online ordering, including from our good friends over at Save More Spirits, from Minibar, and now brand new here, Drizzly. We are offering our first ever Brews and Bruins promo code for Drizzly. First time users get free delivery on their drinks. Chris just tested it out and said it works. So if it doesn't work, just yell at him on Twitter. If it does work, just yell at him on Twitter anyway. Use the promo code Brews and Bruins. That's with the ampersand or the am sign, as normal people call it. And uh, no spaces there. For free delivery from Drizzly. Uh, I mean, f- look, alcohol delivery is great anytime for some adult beverages, but, you know, especially with, with this pandemic going on. And, and it's getting cold out there, at least for those of us in New England here. It's getting getting pretty chilly now. We're starting to feel some uh, some real winter temperatures. So, uh, yeah, just use that up and uh, and get those drinks delivered right to your door. Nice. I love how you went off script there. <laughs> that was great. That was great. No, that was great. Thank you. Thank you. I hope oh, I have a future in advertising. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, marketing, marketing has brick. Um, this this episode, I did this last time. The sponsor is also episode. <laughs> this episode is also sponsored by DraftKings. 
The return we have all been waiting for is finally here. One of the sport's most notorious icons is stepping into the octagon this Saturday. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a free shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes upon first deposit. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about football playoffs, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. Cam, we haven't had you since hockey's back, I don't believe. Or did um, we? You, no, I don't no. think so. No, not since uh, not since the regular season started back up again. Yeah, no, it's been it's been quick. It's been it's been rapid fire games, so I had to like double check on that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. So uh, how how are you feeling? Um, about, about the sport. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, obviously, it's been excellent watching hockey again. Um, I you know we talked about you know especially obviously seeing the Bruins back first of all has been great. Um, even if, you know, there's, there's a little bit to be desired there on the ice, which we'll get to in a second, but just in general, uh, you know, just being able to turn on the TV at night or stream, whatever you, you know, you're doing and just know that there's going to be games on every day. is just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I really, I, we talked about this a lot and, and Chris kind of inspired me with his like pain on the Oilers last season as his West coast team. I kind of like the idea of that. And, um, you know, with, with, the lack of sports in general and especially hockey that we haven't been able to watch over the last year. Um, I really just kind of am like trying to take it on myself to just like watch more hockey in general this year outside of just the Bruins. And it's like, Hey, you know, whenever I'm not uh, watching the Bruins or if there's, you know, after the Bruins or, or, you know, even if I'm just doing something else, making dinner or something like that, just, Hey, what's the best game on right now? What's the game that intrigues me? Um, you know, maybe throw a little money on DraftKings and and try to have some fun with it. Um, and yeah. And just like, just really try to enjoy that the sport is back. You know, you remember like the dog days of, of, you know, the pandemic and lockdowns with sports and stuff and just being like, Oh my God, what I would do to watch like professional darts right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so to have like pro hockey back in, in the NHL is just really great. Um, and then also just super stoked for the NWHL coming back real soon as well. Um, you know, it's going to be a, a quick little tournament and stuff, but it's going to be, it's going to be fun for sure. So I'm really excited to just, like just inject all of the hockey straight into my veins right now. I, I can't get enough of it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling the same way. Like, and especially when you say watching other teams or with the NWHL watching another league with that, uh, with that tournament they're having, I, uh, I definitely off the bat have been also just watching other teams. Like I watched a, like almost an entire Colorado avalanche uh, game. I watched, I think it was an entire Pittsburgh and capitals game at one point. And usually that happens to me every season. And then it kind of like dies out after a little bit because it's like, okay, hockey's back. All right. Nothing. It's just, it's back to the mundaneness again, but um, there's just so much hockey. Like it's so quick. The schedule is really fast paced. So it's kind of like any, any day at any time you're there's going to be a hockey game on from like 7 PM till midnight. There's going to, there's hockey on somewhere. Um, 
so that's really awesome. And especially over the weekends, like on uh, MLK Day, there was a, there was a game at noon and games all the way until uh, a 10 p.m. start. So uh, literally 12 hours of hockey right there, uh, which is super exciting to see. Super excited that it's back. Um, yeah. But as you said, the Bruins have uh, have a little bit left to be desired there. Uh, you want to kick that off? Your views on that? Yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, just uh, full transparency here. I was working doing live television during the during the Islanders game, so I did not get to see much of that. Um, from what I was told, it sounded like the Bruins controlled most of it, but just again couldn't score, um, which has been a problem. But uh, look, I mean, I, I'm not ready to hit the panic button. I think uh, we kind of maybe I, I'm not. I don't know. I don't want to say I expected this necessarily coming into the season, but um, look, you know the team's going to be rusty and stuff, and. Uh, you're missing some of your key pieces from last season, but we're three games into the season, and what is it? They've gotten three out of six points, so yeah, we're fine. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like it's an ideal start. Obviously, you want to pick up a couple more of those, but um, you know, at the same time, it's not like they're zero and three. You know what I mean? It's one, one, and one. I'll take it. A lot of things going on early. Um, you know, we know that secondary scoring is going to be an issue for this team. It, the same thing it was last year, and, and really for the couple past couple seasons. Um, you know, I think Craig Smith was a great addition, but obviously that's not going to be enough to necessarily pick up all that. I think Andre Kasha, we're still kind of hoping and, and watching for him to kind of turn that corner. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're throwing Nick Ritchie with David Krejci, you know what I mean? You're not going to have a <laughs> success. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, hopefully you get Pasternak soon and that can kind of jumpstart that first line a little bit. And, um, and not only that, but, you know, just provide stability. Because obviously throwing Pasternak back in will be helpful, but it's not going to solve all your problems. But what it can do is solidify, look, that first line is, you know where it's going to be. It's going mm-hmm. to be the perfection slash erection line. And from there, you know, the bottom nine or, you know, middle six in the fourth line at least can become a little bit more stable where you're not moving guys like Studnica or Bjork up and down the lineup bunch. And mm-hmm. again, it's not like Poss is going to come in and score 500 goals in 50 games and all of a sudden the Bruins have the best offense in the league. But having that dominant first line that I still believe is the best line in hockey will provide stability for the rest of the lineup. And you can make some changes in there. We know that the organization does like to do that, but um, I think that'll go a long way for sure. And, and again, it's it, look, the whole even strength goals thing, it's not like they haven't had – it's not like they've looked absolutely overwhelmed out there. It's not like they've been a dog shit team, and a lot of it is puck luck. And look, like Chris isn't here, but if he was, he'd be screaming hockey is weird into the microphone. There's plenty of chances where the Bruins could have scored, just hasn't gone in yet. You know what I mean? It's like people losing their shit about Charlie McAvoy not scoring for a bunch last season. It's like he was playing necessarily bad hockey. just wasn't happening for him. So – you know, this goes on for a couple of weeks and it's this severe of a problem where they're scoring a goal a game, there's going to be cause for concern. But I think three games into the season where a lot of these guys haven't been skating, they haven't been practicing or playing as a team, there was no preseason, you have a lot of players out, you're still adjusting to some new faces in the locker room, there's going to be some bumps in the road. And obviously you want to you wanna fill those out because it is such a short season. Um, you know, you're only getting about two-thirds of what a regular season would be. You do need to figure out a little bit quicker. There's not quite as much breathing room, but I think where we're at three games into the season, people who are like, should we fire Don Sweeney are insane. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I should also, should also mention that we are recording this on Wednesday though. It does come out Friday. So maybe the Bruins are two, one and one now, hopefully. Um, That's hopefully true. Yes. Four to five on five goal by now. 
Uh, I agree in terms of the five-on-five five play. They haven't really been overwhelmed at all. In fact, I think uh, especially when it came against the the Devils or the Islanders, it was a little more back and forth in terms of who – well, Siren, I don't know if that's getting picked up. Someone's coming <laughs> yeah, after no, back. It's it, yeah. I got to go. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think <clears> – <throat> You know, the Islanders game is a little more back and forth in terms of who had control. The Bruins had most of the control against the Devils, um, maybe not in the first period of that second game, but otherwise it was either even or I think they had control. It was just lack of execution five on five, um, which I think is part of just having rust early in a season after not having a preseason. The only game close to game experience uh, you having had was scrimmages against your own teammates, which is... Uh, I think if you've played any sport, you know, a scrimmage is nothing like an actual game. <laughs> so um, I think that's a part of the rest, and I think they'll be able to get it together. Uh, and, yeah, I, like you said, that you know, that first line is going to be the erection line, trademarked by the Bruins and Bruins podcast, a hockey podcast network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards, sponsored by <laughs> More Spirits and DraftKings. Um, and mini bar or something? And, and, <laughs> yes. and, uh, you can use sure. a mini bar for that, too. Um yeah, no, I think I think once that line's back, you are going to see some solidified lines. I think, you know, Andre Kasha hopefully is coming back soon. I don't know the latest on him. Um, I do know that Grizzlick is uh, looking all right um, because my Yahoo Fantasy app told me because I have him on Fantasy and there's like, he's been moved from day to day to healthy. So I was like, oh, okay, Grizzlick should be good then. Hopefully Yahoo. Um, but yeah, yeah, one... It, once that line solidified, I think you're just going to see that second line of DeBrusque, uh, Krejci, and Kasha be solidified. And then maybe a little jungling on the third and fourth line, but not much. I think Trent Frederick's going to carve him out, himself out of spot. Uh, I think you see Richie stuck there on the third line with Coyle and Smith, uh, and then Corrali and Wagner, obviously, also uh, on that fourth line with Frederick. Stundaker's really the big question mark. Oh, also you got Bjork. So actually, yeah, that bottom, that bottom six – definitely going to be some juggling some guys in and out of the lineup but uh that top that top six will be solidified as soon as Pasternak comes back and uh also if uh Kasha gets healthy again yeah definitely and again it's like even on the defensive side um you've got a lot of moving parts obviously with with Krug and, and Chara the left side getting wiped out so um which I think actually has been one of the one of the positives so far is like you know we have seen pretty good defense out of this team and especially the goaltending has been phenomenal mm-hmm. um which i think uh, was you know obviously something that the bruins are going to rely on this season having had the uh the best goaltending tandem in the league last year you really want that to pick up right where it's left off and and both rask and halak um granted small sample size but have looked very strong so far mm-hmm. um and that's hard you know what i mean especially for goal like you know players and stuff can skate and, and do that and a lot of them did and not that the goalies couldn't get any work during the pandemic but um, you know, it's different not seeing NHL time and you can afford to have a couple players and skaters be a little rusty. You can't really afford to have your goalies being rusty coming into yeah. this, especially with how rapid fire these games are. They're going to have to rely on Rask and Halak, which the Bruins did really well last year um, and have implemented over the last couple of seasons. And it's definitely made a difference for them, uh, you know, relying more on that tandem. Um, both of them have looked really strong so far. So I think that's another thing that, um, you know, can help, keep them above water right now while you're still figuring a few things out uh, until we get a little deeper into the season and, and have a little bit more stability up and down the lineup for sure. Yeah, I think definitely the uh, it's really encouraging to see such a strong sh- uh, start from Halak and Rask because A, you're going to be using both of them a fair amount with this rapid fire schedule. Uh, 
you're going to need to rely on both of them almost evenly. I think Rask will definitely get a, a few more starts than Halak, but it's going to be a lot closer to 50-50 than, say, a regular 82-game schedule is. Um, and also, with this young defense, the just having the confidence that these goaltenders can bail you out when you need to. Like The Islanders game, it shouldn't have been a one nothing loss. It should have been a 4 nothing loss. <laughs> like Rask had some uh, amazing saves uh, that really kept them in it the entire way. Um, and you know, you also don't get to overtime twice without Rask and Halak really stepping up, especially Halak in that second game against New Jersey. Um, definitely, especially in the third period, was making unbelievable stops. And uh, uh, it was he's the reason why they were able to get that extra point out of it. So, um, yeah, the Bruins are really going to need to rely on their goaltending going forward. Uh, and But it's good to see right now an encouraging start from these guys. Hopefully they can keep it up. And also the defense, the young defense, can kind of, you know, have a more solidified defense in front of them. Definitely. Well, you know, three games into the season when we're recording this, um, I guess what is the biggest positive you can draw from as, as a player? Maybe that surprised you. I don't know. I, I know you've been very impressed with our, uh, our man with three first name, Trent, Fred Eric. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, what is what has really stood out to you that um, I guess shows signs of, of hope on the horizon here early in the season? Well, I'll answer that question right after. The Hockey Podcast <laughs> Network has something to say. What is up, everybody? Mikey CLT here from Bar Down Breakdown, letting you know that our 100th episode is going to be dropping exclusively on the Hockey Podcast Network on January 27th. We will be joined by special guest Derek from the amazing pop punk band State Champs. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on all our socials so you do not miss any of our amazing episodes. We are so pumped that we have made it to episode 100. And to thank you, we are running an Instagram contest where one lucky winner can win a Steez brand snapback hat. So head over to our Instagram and enter our contest. Also, if you are just hearing about Bar Down Breakdown, make sure you go and check out our 99 other episodes where we have had artists who have been nominated for Grammys all the way down to artists who are unsigned where we dive into the crossover between alternative music and hockey. So make sure you go and check out Bar Down Breakdown wherever you listen to podcasts, brought to you exclusively by the Hockey Podcast Network. All what right. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that will be available on the 27th of January. So definitely check out Bar Down Breakdown's 100th episode. Uh, our friends here at the Hockey Podcast Network. To answer your question, Cam, yes, Trent Fred Eric has definitely been, uh, or, or Trent Frederick, if there's people who are uh, on board with that joke. Actually, never get on board with that joke. It's a stupid trip. <laughs> Probably never get on board with any of our jokes. But <laughs> yeah, don't. I don't, know. Uh, don't get on board and listen to this podcast either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think Trent Frederick's been a huge standout. I really just didn't expect him to make that big of an impact that early. Um, you know, I think he's really he's getting the start because Pasternak's out. Like if Pasternak was in, then you have like a, a like a Bjork or a Studnica or you drop Richie down to that line or something. You know, he, he, I don't think Frederick gets an opportunity you know, from the first puck drop without pasta being out. And he's taking advantage, not by like, oh, I'm going to take pasta's role, but he's like, I'm going to squeak into a fourth line role here while I have the shot. 
and make it really hard for Cassidy and, and Sweeney and Neely to, to send me down or uh, just to give me that healthy scratch. So uh, he he's definitely playing with a little bit more like, I don't know if passion's the right word, but intensity because he knows he's kind of fighting for that spot. It's almost like it's playoff hockey for him. Uh, and so I really like that. I hope he keeps it up. Um, I hope that's, you know, with this, you know, kind of gruesome schedule, it's sustainable that he can continue doing that. Plus he's, he has like this physical style of play. You know, he's not like this like big, like quote unquote grinder or tough guy. Like he's not like your Sean Thornton or like a Milan Lucic from, you know, Bruins pass, but he definitely plays a physical game. Uh, so hopefully he can stay healthy too. But uh, yeah, I've been really just impressed. Like he's, he's confident, he's taking shots, he's making plays in the offensive zone and he's four checking like mad. And that's really where I've seen most of the intensity is this four checking. Um, and it's really, it, that's itself has just turned into a lot of offensive zone time for that fourth line. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you want your fourth line to be doing, especially, um, you know, with the approach the Bruins have had the last couple of seasons, um, or really is in the last decade kind of has been that high energy fourth line, uh, mm-hmm. trying to four check hard, you know what I mean? Try to force turnovers. Cause you're not going to, usually keeps sustained possession with your fourth line. You know, they're not more of a talent line, like a like a top line that's going to be working the puck around and stuff. You want right. somebody that can go hard at the puck, uh, you know, force tough, quick decisions on the other team, try to draw some turnovers there, and then get some uh, some opportunities going the other direction. Um, and I, I do like what the Bruins have had for the, from the fourth line the last couple of seasons. I think it's been pretty effective and has allowed them to kind of roll up and down the lineup. Um, and I think he is a great addition to that for now, and then hopefully can move up in the middle six minutes full time um, down the road. But obviously, is still young, and uh, and yeah, there is you know some value to to the the physical style of play that he has, especially you know um, having lost somebody like Zeno Char this year, who might be a little bit of that intimidation factor. And mm-hmm. um, anybody who listens to this podcast somewhat regularly knows that we're not like the big tough, big bad Bruins, you win them by punching them in the mouth a bunch of times. <laughs> Let me see some Yeah, exactly. But um, but at the end of the day, it's a contact sport. And, you, you know, you do want people who um, can lay the hammer on some people, especially this season when you're playing so many series back-to-back. Um, you know, seeing the same team twice over and over again, things are going to get chippy naturally. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually one of the reasons kind of – thrown it back to earlier that I'm so excited to watch a bunch of other teams this year is like, Hey, find one of those good, like Penn's cap series. You know, it's going to get chippy. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be more of that high intensity playoff style hockey. Um, But he, he provides that for the Bruins and, uh, and yeah, I mean, we'll see what he can grow into in the future. But I think right now I've been definitely pleasantly surprised with how he's played early on. And Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I just I love seeing him kind of like mouth off to these like NHL vets. Yeah, yeah. Like, the shit with PK Subban, and then uh, he's confident. You want that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's really funny to see. Like he's kind of like talking shit as if he's like a Marshawn who's already kind of known the league, or he's like this like you know tough guy in the league that you don't want to fuck with, but like no one knows who he is on these other teams. So they're like, "Who the fuck are you, kid? Like, get out of my face." <laughs> He's making a name for himself quick. I like it. Yeah, so. he's quickly embracing the role he needs to in order to stay on the uh, on the main roster, which is good to see. Um, I wanted to also like touch upon Studnica because obviously, I mean, it's only been three games, and actually, he wasn't even in one of them. Um, I don't believe. No, was he? Oh, I feel like he was a healthy scratch for the second game against New Jersey, and then came no, back. I, I think I believe you're right. Yeah, I think so. Um, so obviously a very small sample size. 
Uh, he played on the first line in that first game of the season, um, and then I believe he was on the third or the fourth. Yeah, he was on the – no, he was on the fourth. He was on the second. He was on the second with Richie Krejci for the second one, which is that line, a Richie Krejci-Studnica line, uh, felt like it was like the like the AI in the EA Sports NHL series like made that line. It was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, random, yeah. And it's like, why the fuck it's in the game. Your line? Yeah, it's in the game. Um, this episode is not sponsored by EA Sports. Uh, <laughs> it never will be. <laughs> never will be. Um, but yeah, I so I haven't seen like anything too impressive from him, albeit it's two games, and you know everyone's a little rusty, especially a player who's only had a handful of games at the NHL level before this season, anyway. So I wasn't really expecting much, but I was hoping maybe I'd see a couple more flurries of I don't know, maybe like speed or some great shots i was like ah okay he's getting there he's there he has his nose in the game um so i haven't seen much yet but yeah i i think obviously like first thing you know said is small sample size um and especially you know you already have him juggling up and down the lineup it's hard it's hard enough as it is as a rookie to kind of get in there feel comfortable and find your spot um which again is like to throw it back to Trent frederick for a minute is like why i've been so impressed with him like you were saying Mm -hmm. is because he does it looks like he belongs in the lineup right now, um, which is an important first step. But for somebody like Stonika, it's like, look, this is you're getting tossed into the lineup. It's hard to do as a rookie at any point. But you add into the fact that you know the lineup's shaking up and down right now. Um, you have this shortened season, so maybe a little bit higher expectations on every single game because it does matter a little bit more. And then the fact that look, like you didn't get your normal training camp that you'd get as a rookie or you know as a, as a young player like him. You didn't get any kind of preseason to get brought up to NHL speed. And I, again, like I'm sure he had some access to to practice and and work throughout the last couple months. But at the end of the day, it's like you know you haven't had that full intensity NHL level action. And even the little bit of experience that you have before that is so long ago that it's hard to carry over any sort of momentum. So. You know, same thing. I, I was hoping to see some more flashes out of him. Um, you know, watching um, somebody like like Jack Hughes, for example, play like it, it, you know, like seeing that kind of those flashes, and that's we want to see a little bit more out of him like that, right? Where it's a couple, even if it's not resulting in scoring every play or something like that, just a couple of like, oh, that was right there. The, see that movie made, or you know, just picking up some speed and working around the outside and, and forcing a shot or something like that, where it's. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not showing results yet, you see a little bit of that um, progression, I guess. Um, so I definitely would like to see a little bit more out of him. But again, I also recognize it's early and you're kind of throwing him right into the fire. So um, I think to be like, well, this is not going to work out. We need to find something new right now is 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 a little premature. But, um, you know, you, you do want to start seeing some of those benchmarks as you make your way, you know, into the season over the next couple of weeks. Um, so I have a question for you based on these young guys. You know, we've talked about Stunica, we've talked about Frederick, uh, and I think Bjork is another guy who uh, it, it's a similar situation in terms of Stunica where, you know, he's not at all expected to be like the same potential. I think Stunica has a higher uh, expectations of him as far as the future goes. But Bjork's another one of those young guys who's still trying to kind of find his role on this team 100% solidified. They tried him on the first line. They tried him on the second line. They've tried him on the third line. Uh, and, you know, this roster still is. It's all bouncing all over the place. Um, if you have Kasha back and you have Pasternak back, um, then you can basically afford to play either Bjork, Frederick, <clears throat> or Sudnika if you're to keep Nick Ritchie in the lineup. Um, 
which, who would you like if, if it happened today and you had to choose two to send down the rest of the season say it's like permanent say you can't just like bring them back who do you scratch which two? <laughs> that's tough yeah. um yeah i know i know it's tough i i don't have a clear answer either yeah i, I mean i think I, I, again we're judging from a small sample size but i think so far i've been the most impressed with frederick and mm-hmm. and that's the type of play that i, I want to see the bruins keep around right now um but again, I mean, you look at Andres Bjork, we're three games into the season and he's averaging 11 and a half minutes, you know, decent ice time, but nothing to write home about. Um, nothing to show for it really yet. You know what I mean? But um, so you're, you're looking at 30 minutes of play that we're judging based on, you know, it's kind of hard to, and, and again, we've seen more from him in past seasons and stuff. And we have a little bit of an idea of what he can do. And, you know, there have been some moments that he's really shined and you see, you know, a little bit of that potential and, and you understand why they're still going with this guy. Um, but again, it, it, it's also been in the league a few years now and, um, you know, not necessarily last season was his first like real full season, I suppose, um, had dealt with some injury issues before that. I definitely saw some progression last season as far as, uh, even just his positioning, his awareness on the ice. Um, I, I remember writing an article a while ago about him and just like, uh, Cassidy working with him about just getting into smarter positions um, from a from an offensive perspective and also just from a safety perspective. Like, you know, he was one of those guys that would just kind of cut into the middle of the ice and try to make that play because that was something he could do when he was, you know, with Notre Dame in college, and that doesn't fly in the NHL. Um, so seeing him progress, I guess, over the last year especially, um, now that he's been more healthy, I think I've seen some some progress there as far as where he is on the ice and type of plays that he's making. And now it's just about making that next step from being in the right places and actually, you know, being able to convert. Um, so I, I do think Bjork is somebody I want to see more of this season, but I do think we're getting to the point where uh, kind of like with Jake DeBrusque, where it's like, all right, let's, we need to start seeing some consistent results here. If you're going to keep, we're going to keep you around because you're only, you know, a young promising guy for so long, mm-hmm. he's only 24 years old. So we're not hitting the panic button by any means. Um, but you do start, you know, you want to start to see that translate into something, uh, and, and again, small sample size here, he could break out and that would be great. Obviously we hope that happens, but, um, you know, I guess it's the balancing act of recognizing that he's young and there's a lot of moving parts right now, similar to a lot of the young guys on this team. Um, but also, you know, understanding that at some point you do need to start seeing some results there. I just thought, you know, this is coming out on Friday. It's Wednesday right now. And we like talked about Stunica. Like, you want to see some flashes? Watch him like score a hat trick on Thursday. And now we look. Yeah. Like and then idiot. we'll look like idiots and it'll be <laughs> awesome. We can just like, we'll just use that as the cold open. We'll remake yeah. the episode yeah. and just do that. But, um, yeah, I'm not even going to answer my own question because it was stupid about who would you scratch permanently. <laughs> right now, I'm I'm happiest with Frederick though. I if, yeah. if we're going to no, line up tomorrow, you know what I mean. I Frederick's the one I'm keeping in. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I what I would really like to see is I would like to see. It. I know people are kind of happy with what they've seen from Nick Ritchie, or at least he's kind of turning some heads, um, which is good. Uh, he was the player I really liked, like shitting on. So I, I, I mean, I like for the team. I hope he does good, but also it's like, eh, how about I can just shit on you? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I tweeted this out, but like that first game, um, when he scored, you know, my first reaction was yes, and then it immediately cut to Nick Ritchie, and I went no. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was just you know, I was happy the Bruins scored, but you know, I was like, oh come on, now people are gonna that bought up a couple extra games here. Um, <laughs> but look, the short sample size goes two ways. 
yeah, he's looked better than I expected, but it's also been three games. So yeah. I'm not being to be like, oh, Nick Ritchie's turned it around. This is exactly, you know, we won the trade, you know. One of those games, but, he, was, one of those games he was on the second line and did nothing. Yeah. So, so granted, that's with Krejci and, and Studnicka. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I hope he keeps playing well, but not setting my watch to it either. You know, we'll see. Yeah. I think he's looked like decent on the third line with Coyle and Smith, but I would like to see Frederick there at some point. Maybe I'm just like, I'm really hopping on this Frederick bandwagon, or maybe I'm starting the Frederick bandwagon because I don't Look, think I mean, there's, really there's more upside for right? Um, like, there's just there's more upside. Simply. Yeah. You know what you're getting out of Nick Ritchie, and, and, and this is actually better than what we know we're getting. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I would rather see he's somebody like You Frederick don't know what you're going to get yeah. from Nick Ritchie. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's fair. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, not to cut you off, but I, I'm with you. I'd rather see Frederick w- with more room to grow there, I think. Yeah, I think he would, he could fit in good because he's excelling on the fourth line. And like part of it's you don't want to f- like fuck with something that's doing good. Or I guess the term is don't fix it if it ain't broken or whatever. But I like to say don't fuck with something if it's working. Is uh, <laughs> it's the Drew Johnson saying. <laughs> that's what I'm going to teach my, my children eventually. I love that. <laughs> <There it is. laughs> um, but. Uh. Yeah, uh, I don't know what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I would like to see them try that uh, because I think that could be really good, especially because Coyle and Smith haven't, you know, there, there hasn't been execution there yet. Um, so I think I think Frederick kind of plays more of their style. Like, he has the speed. Richie, that's the one thing is I haven't seen the speed. I've seen the shot from Richie, which is good. I've seen the confidence to take those shots, and I've seen him, uh, you know, be physical, which is kind of what is to be expected from him, the physicality. I can see him working well with Charlie Coyle. I think mm-hmm. uh, having somebody like Frederick who can, uh, you know, forecheck hard, get deep, you know what I mean? All the shit that Colin likes, get pucks deep and and uh, and just body some people in the corners, you know, try to uh, force turnovers, be aggressive on the forecheck, and then have somebody like Charlie Coyle who is um, really good at possessing the puck and, and creating space. That could work out pretty well. I would like to see that, especially if they could find somebody for that wing who could – would score, you know what I mean? If you get somebody like Andres Bjork really started, that could be a good lineup. So, um, yeah, you'd have, to see. you'd have the man with two first names and Craig Smith on that line. Okay, that's true, actually. I forgot about name. Craig Smith for a minute, and then you have the man with one first name with Charles Boyle. <laughs> so, you call it the 3 2 1 line. Ooh, or ooh. the Trent Fred, Eric, Charlie, Craig Smith line. <laughs> oh, god, that sounds concerning. <laughs> Like, yeah, that sounds like, a, like a, that sounds like like a like a huge family. You're just listing like the, the <laughs> sounds not great. Yeah. <laughs> not, not sure that'll catch on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Happy yeah. inauguration day, folks. Yeah, happy inauguration day. Big old, big old, oh my gosh! Wait, this is the this is the David Krejci presidency, isn't it? It is the oh forty six. Oh, upon this day. rock we shall build our church. Upon this rock we shall build America, our presidency. America will finally recognize its dream as a shining city upon a hill, <laughs> as the David Krejci presidency takes over. Um, I'm not sure what that says about the future of our politics, but we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I mean, it could be good. It would be creative. It will slow down. The game, the life, (laughs) everything will be a lot more clear. It'll make some great visions. And we just won't take the shots we should. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we'll we'll throw nice passes to people and they just won't, they just won't, you know, take advantage of it. So, sauce and trade deals left and right. It's gonna be great. We'll be greatly underappreciated as a nation. (laughs) And, uh, 
and I don't know. Maybe that's just my thoughts on David Craig. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There that's you my go. one critique of Craig, by the way, is that he he passes on some shots that he should definitely take. Yeah, I agree. He's got a good shot. He can use can use it a little more. But he's just loves he just loves feeding other people, you know. He just loves he just loves helping out. He loves them apples. He loves giving them out. He's an apple. He's an apple grower, an apple picker. He's a, owns an apple tree, an apple orchard. It's the apples, man. There you go. Apples to apples, David to Krejci. Fuck. I'm just filling space here. We don't need to fill space. We don't need to fill space at all. Wrap it up. Like a teacher say, okay, you got to give us 36 minutes. Four score in seven years ago. We could have made this five minutes if we really wanted to. It's our shit. But yeah, no, thank you to everyone for listening. Cam is back. It's good to see that you're here, Cam. Always. Glad to talk to you. <laughs> and, yeah, you too, uh, buddy. Give me back. Uh, Miss you guys. Wait for our episode on Monday that will happen. And go Bruins. Yeah. Sing a ling 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 ling. Sing. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs>